Hello and welcome to episode three of the Mac Report for the 2021 season. A brief whistle-stop tour of the weekend's fixtures. We're well underway in all league competitions and with all four Saturday teams having played three of their games to date, it is always good to welcome new voices to the podcast. And with that, we'll get an insight into what our players are thinking and potentially a sneak peek into what might be happening over the coming weeks. Joining us this week representing the third 11 is both Mitch Moores and Tom Carter as the threes continued their march in the T20 Cup group stages and with the normality of Saturday UK Fast League cricket. As well as this, we welcome back the ever-present James Cross, Chris France and last but by no means least, Matt Cunningham. We reversed the batting order last week. This week is a bit of a lottery, but I'm keen to speak to Frenchie regarding the two's clear progress week by week. Frenchie, away at Didsbury and live on YouTube. Talk us through it. Evening, Langers. Well, what can I say? Um, the, the two's finally got the first win under the belt and I have to say it was, was richly deserved by another, as you said, increasingly good team performance. Um, as we did our tour of the roads of Cheshire, uh, we were confronted by a very pleasant-looking batting track at Didsbury, and surprisingly, I was a successful tosser, as opposed to last week. Won the toss, and we decided to have a bat. Um, we had a few changes in the team this week. Uh, we welcomed back semi-pro footballer and all-around celebrity Miles Bradshaw for his first game of the season. Um, Adam Longshaw, who was released from school or whatever else he does on a Saturday. And Henry Mitchell, who after you know three fantastic performances for the third team, earned his way up into the twos. So myself and Milo opened batting and we got off to a little bit of a flyer, really. Um, knocked both our opening bowlers out the attack after six overs, continued against the spinners. And we were sort of 98 to 1 off about 15, 16 overs uh, before I jug avoided and hit one straight to cover. And um, then in, in typical Mac fashion, it triggered a little bit of a mini collapse. They're very reminiscent of second team of old. Um, and we went from 98 to 1 to 139 for 6. And I was getting a little bit worried, Landon. I'm not going to lie. It was. Yeah, a slightly concerned. But, you know, come a, the hour, come for man, longest after absolutely barbecuing Radley, decided that he probably should, you know, contribute to the team in a positive way instead of just being miserable. And um, put on 45. He was really ably supported by Henry Mitchell, who's 24 at number nine, you know, really helps post competitive target. And Sam Hughes at number 11 hung around, picks up, for including a lovely little late dab down to short third man and allowed the twos to place 215 for nine off our 50 overs. Maximum batting points again and, and gave us a real, real shout at the game. Hey, sometimes I think the nature of second team cricket, I don't know if you know, but I used to coach the second team at Matt Rugby Club. You don't see the same 11 week by week. If I cast my mind back to last week and look at this week's scorecard, the players who are coming in, are they giving you some selection headaches? You know, I'm thinking about Miles and Longers coming in and both getting good knocks there, especially with the bat. What do you reckon? They, they give me massive selection headaches if they're available week in, week out. As I said, you know, Miles considers himself um, a semi-pro footballer. So, you know, he, he's gone back to that next week. Uh, I wish him all the best in the cup and, and I hope he gets knocked out so I have him available for the week after. <laughs> um, and, and Longers, 
coaching school cricket. You know, I, I don't know how I can get him out of that without something which we've withdrawn him from being able to play for me anyway. So I guess I'm just going to I'm stuck with waiting till um, till term time's over. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, when we went into the second half, you know, we just gone with youth this year. I think that's been, you know, whenever we've had a hard selection decision to make, we've just picked, you know, some of the best juniors from around the club and, and, and they've all contributed. So we had Brad Porter and Henry Mitchell opening the bowling and, you know, it's a good Disby team. There's a lot of names. We scored a lot of runs in, in that division. And we just set the tone early on. Rad has took one of, Possibly would have been grabs of the season had it not been for a catch in the third team, which I'm sure we'll get covered later. But um, Henry bowled a little bit of a loosener. It got smashed to forward square leg and Radders is taking it diving two hands to his left. And that just set the tone, you know, from, from five to one, we had a nine for three, 35 for four, 49 for six. And, and then they decided to make a game of it. You know, their number six and their number eight both got 50s. Put us under quite a lot of pressure. But, you know, key bowling performances from Brad up top and Henry and, and then Sam, you know, that, that was really what changed the game. Sam bowled their number six for, for 66 with an absolute beauty. Just just slipped it past him, top of middle stump. And, and from there, it was, it, it was always in our favour. And then, you know, having Leroy, a bit of experience in the team, picked up. Couple of wickets, Henry Mitchell picked up a wicket at the end, and, and you know, we, we sort of got over the line by 20 runs. And I tell you what, Langers, it was a big banjo after after that performance. Um, very, very happy with it. And you know, it just gives us such a, a level of positivity for, for the rest of the season. Mate, you're uh, you're all or nothing. I remember chatting to you after the first game of the season, thinking myself that I might get a cheeky go in the twos, and and you, you asked me if I could bat, and 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 that was where that finished. Did things get a little bit nervy in the last few overs? It's it's always diff- difficult to interpret on the scorecard, and I think Didsbury were were getting a bit embarrassed, so they stopped sharing their feed on YouTube halfway through the innings. So things get a little bit nervy. Yeah, so I mean, we had them forty nine for six, and then they had a big partnership. And when they were 136 for seven, or, you know, 135 for six, and, you know, Jack Hastings was going really well and absolutely smoking the ball in all fairness to him. He hit Sam for three or four big straight sixes, which is it's hard to do with two men back, a decent hit and no pace on the ball. And I was starting to get a little bit worried then. Um, but after, after Sam picked Jack up and... You know, we, we sort of chipped away. You know, it was Matt Laker at number eight who was sort of always going to be the problem. And Leroy had him out last man of the game. We, we just sort of starved him and, and made him go for big shots. So, you know, once we, once we broke that big partnership, we always sort of fancied ourselves. But, you know, it's a typical Matt performance. We kept going right to the end. You know, we fought for everything. You know, people took good catches. You know, Radders took a blinder. You know, Longus took a great one at cover. Milo took a great one at cover. And it's just those little moments in the game where, you know, you don't hold one of them and one of the players scores another 20 or 30 runs and, and the game's gone. But, you know, just a great team performance. And I have to say, probably the highlight of the day, you know, winning aside, the most unbelievable team. And the whole team, again, pulling together. Just, just incredible, Langers. That epitomised the team effort, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, if we could <laughs> set the tone, if we could have a team of performance as good as that this year, you know, we'll be finishing top half of the um, top half of the league. 
Mate, batting, there's, there's a few people contributing there. Obviously, Miles is top scored. I'm going to ask you for your man of the day, but, you know, it could be your top scorer. It could be your top wicket taker. It could be somebody who rescues the, the you know, the, the batting slide, shall we say. Uh, hit me with it. Who Who is your man of the day? It's, it's a really, really tough one. Um, I'm probably going to go with Bradley Porter. And I'm going to go with Brad because of just the unbelievable delivery ball to, to their opener. Swung away nip back, hit the top of off. The guy just walked off, sort of scratching his head. You know, it was a it was a really, you know, in quality second team wicket and you know an absolute Jaffa ball. So just simply for that one, he, he gets my point of the day. Great to hear from you, Frenchie. I hope the the progress continues to to move on this weekend. Let's jump across to Victoria Road for the eagerly awaited first team clash versus Bollington. Alas Crossy, it wasn't to be this week, was it, I'm afraid? Yeah, it didn't didn't start well with with me losing the toss. Um, so, yeah, it was a, it was a doomed day from the very start. Yeah, early starts, wet weather during the week in the build up, getting asked to bat first is always going to be a, a good toss to win, really, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like you said, it was it was majorly impacted by us not being able to train over the uh, previous week, and then a couple of uh, injuries, and uh, sadly we. We weren't able to call on our overseas this week as uh, someone on the plane tested positive. So we had to isolate till uh, this Tuesday. So there was a bit of a change in the team midweek, uh, which all in all, I think, didn't put us quite in the right frame of mind. Sadly, we got turned over. Look, just a little bit through the batting innings, mate. I think, you know, there's a couple of people making starts there. I'm sure you, you'll want to give them a mention, including yourself. Yeah, so we... Uh, we didn't start very well. I think we were a three for three. Um, we rejigged the batting order, putting Birchie up at uh, up at three, and suddenly uh, he got a first baller. Um, I got twenty odd. Um, got a got a very very good umpiring decision, we'll say um, for press purposes. Um, and uh, Elmo Elmo batted well, and and like you said. Towards the bottom, sort of like Jack Massey, contributed with a with a few vital runs, and but I think we ended up on about seventy nine, which was a uh, which was never enough uh, on a on a good deck, and and like I said, from a poor start to the week training and uh, and injury wise to a poor performance on the pitch with the bat. I suppose it's all good experience for some of those young lads coming into first-team cricket. You don't want it to be all plain sailing for them. Um, not really much to say looking at the bowling stats, but I suppose there's absolutely no way you could build any sport uh, scoreboard pressure there, defending the total that we got. I suppose you're really just hoping for a bit of a miracle, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing the thing was, one thing to mention from uh, from Bolly is that Tom Horsfield did bowl really, really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> sort of bowled just good length swinging away and and got a lot of us so like you said there weren't there weren't many runs on the board so it's about attacking and sadly attacking played to their strength a little bit so they managed to knock it off and on down and uh and were comfortable 10 wicket winners yeah fair play and obviously on the day i think the better team won didn't they yeah 100 percent. like you said it's uh i think it, it was a real wake-up call for us how how we need to start off the week and how we need to start off on a Saturday going forward. Um, sort of like just just getting, making sure we're on time, making sure we're prepared. Like if there's no training, whatever, making sure you're there early for a hit and, and that preparation's key. Good stuff, mate. Um, and as, as Frenchie said earlier, let's hope for a, a bit of a Mac 
sort of resilient response this weekend. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, Warrington away on Saturday and, and they're down at the bottom end of the table as well, aren't they? Yeah, 100%. Like I said, I think it's probably the first, our first six fixtures are probably our toughest. Um, so this this is one that we can really attack and uh, and get that win. Can I ask you for, for player of the day? I saw Angus throwing the ball extra hard in from the boundary. Yeah, well, in, in fairness, I probably wouldn't usually do this, but I'd, I'd probably have to say Tom Horsfield from Bollington for his six. <laughs> That's fair um, enough, mate. Bold, bowled really well and and essentially took the game away from our grass. Yeah. yeah, I think that's that's clear to see and I can I can hear in your voice, mate. You're obviously still pretty bitter about it, but there's plenty of season left to go and, and hopefully we'll start to see a bit of a positive uh, incline, a little bit similar to how the seconds have progressed over the last few weeks. So well done, mate. Keep the boys at it uh, and, and thanks for joining us again. Cheers, Angus. Take care. Thank you, mate. Let's move on with the fourth 11. Matt. First and foremost, selfishly, I'm keen to know how the boys fielded on Saturday. Uh, fielded absolutely fantastic, mate. Um, it was an interesting experience. Yes. So we were playing Roston for the second time in as many weeks. Uh, we were playing them at home the previous week. We won by 10 wickets. So obviously we're feeling quite confident. But I was keen to not let any sort of um, cockiness or you know overconfidence uh, seep into the team. And we turned up at a very picturesque Roston ground, very difficult to find. Got there in the end. Um, I wandered over to do the toss, as you do with the captain there, only to have to wait for a good five minutes because there was a priest stood on the wicket blessing their team, which we thought was potentially cheating, but having looked at the handbook is actually within the rules, so fair play to them. Thankfully, it didn't make a massive difference. Um, but we did the toss in the end, and predictably, after they won it, they put us into bat, which was, you know, fair enough as a fairly sticky sort of green looking wicket um but you know we had a good go of it and we opened with rob farmer and sebi and they started actually quite positively they put on about 30 odd runs between them i think eventually rob was caught at cover um which basically triggered a little bit of a collapse sebi was bowled shortly afterwards um we had a few wickets down quite early thankfully keith dixon channeled some inner brave heart spirit on about 10 runs with a few good boundaries but he was bold and then we really lost quite a few wickets and it was down to the sort of stalwart Dave Cowan DC who really kind of steadied the ship for us so we found ourselves at about I think it was 47 for seven wickets down which was not looking great you know that's, that's kind of a losing score I suppose you'd, you'd say that DC would uh, get a mention most weeks in, in whatever team he plays in, but that's definitely a vital knock that he had there. Coming up tr- uh, trumps and, and one short of of his half century. Absolutely, yeah, he was absolutely vital for us. So as you say, he yeah knocked off a good 49. He was caught in the boundary very selfishly, trying to put on a lot of runs. Um, so it's thanks to DC, but I've got to mention Ben Farmer. So he came in, well, as I mentioned, about seven or eight wickets down you know, barely passing 50. Ben Farmer was great. He was attacking. He put on a really useful 19. But between the two of them, we managed to somehow get away to 118 all out after 28 overs, which on that wicket, we felt was very competitive. Um, so going into that second innings, we you know had a lot of confidence. We knew we could do this, having beaten them the previous week. We opened the bowling with... Ben Farmer, and for some bizarre reason myself, uh, Ben was absolutely fun. Some bizarre reason, that's your choice, mate. Yeah, who would have thought of that? (laughs) Uh, But Ben was absolutely fantastic. He, um, as previous weeks, away swingers, really attacking, using the deck. Uh, He got the opening wicket. Um, Between him and me, we got a few wickets together and we got them about 30 off for three quite quickly. 
Um, they posted a bit of a fight back, um, to be fair to them. You know, some lads down the order scored a few runs. But between, I say, me and Ben, Charlie Ackley was absolutely superb. I mean, he bowled seven overs, got two wickets, only for 11 runs against. Um, and thankfully, Sebi came in at the end, quick in-swinging bowl, and then, you know, basically cleaned them up. Not too timely as well, because the rain was kicking in. So thank God for Sebi, because they were nearly nicked to draw there. But um, in the end, we managed to bowl them out quite comfortably. They got 70-odd runs, about 25 overs. So we won by like 47 runs in the end, which was quite comfortable. I think we thoroughly deserved and great to beat the same team twice in two weeks. Yeah, that's going to give you a bit of confidence. Back-to-back wins, wins against the same team sort of sort of proves that, that last week wasn't a fluke and, and that, you know, uh, similar to, to the twos, chatting to Frenchie, that, you you know, you're getting some really good results for the hard work the guys are putting in. I don't want to sound like a broken record. I know I've said it for the last couple of weeks, but for, for the fours, if they're scoring over 120, close to 150, it's going to be, you know, a, a winning total more often than not. Um, I, I guess that's what you're aiming for. Cheeky three for, for yourself. Any other special mentions, a man of the day this week, Matt? Yeah, I mean, in terms of special mentions, there's plenty of them, to be honest. As I mentioned, Charlie Ackley was superb, getting his two wickets. Ben was absolutely brilliant. He got um, two wickets himself, bowled six overs, only for 17 runs against. I've got to mention that it was great that they managed to provide their own um, umpire who lived literally next door. Really nice bloke, quite sort of elderly guy, but he didn't literally did not give a thing. And by thing, I mean he didn't give any LBWs, any buys, any wides, any leg buys. He actually took a selfie halfway through the game, which kind of tells you everything you need to know. So it was an interesting experience, but it was all the bowlers that were fantastic. I've got to give man of the day or player of the day to um, DC, though. Getting that 49 was absolutely invaluable and just put the pressure back on them. Uh, but I'd say Ben Farmer is a close second. Yeah, I've been impressed with what I've seen of Ben Farmer over the last couple of weeks. Um, and obviously, DC is uh, absolutely going to be the the sort of role model for some of those young lads. And he's going to hopefully give a lot of his experience to those guys. And, and it really does sort of condone what we're, we're trying to do with the um, fourth team cricket. And, and that, that's almost its purpose, single-handedly mentioned there with DC getting man of the match uh, and, and Ben Farmer being a, a close second. Europa Exiles this week. Do you know much about them? Is is uh, is there going to be some Barcelona players in there or what? Um, possibly, mate. All I know is they hit 200 runs for fun every single week. So it's going to be an interesting experience. They're one of these, um, there's quite a few nuts for teams in our, our league. So we look forward to that one. But I, I think I feel confident after um, this week's performance. I think we've got a lot of talent in there. We've got, you know, players doing so much and a lot of availability. So yeah, I'm up for it. But it's going to be a tough, tough challenge for us. Yeah, this is cricket, mate, and strange things happen, don't they? Good luck for the weekend, mate. Are you captain in the Sunday side by any chance? The first game of the Sunday league season? Yeah, it seems like it. Again, a few people available, so um, hopefully some of the over 40 lads can get involved as well. Um, but yeah, a new challenge. Last year was quite difficult, which was you know really good for the club. Obviously, those kind of really good quality junior players coming through and Sunday teams, so more of that this year, hopefully. Matt, good luck in both fixtures on Saturday. Hopefully you can make it three in a row. That would be absolutely outstanding. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, well up for it. Okay, sorry to keep you waiting. Mitch, Daddy Moores, put into bat. Can I let you take it from there for the third 11 this weekend? Hey, are you right, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. So, yeah, a bit of a surprise to see uh, to see Miles lose the toss. He's been a, he's been a pretty incredible tosser all season. Um, didn't work out for him uh, this time. 
Uh, yeah, so we, so we were stuck in on a you know sort of what what you'd what you'd be more expecting for an early season pitch. Obviously, we've been a bit spoilt with the weather the last couple of weeks, so obviously we turned up. It's a bit chilly, a bit of a you know a bit of moisture in the air, a bit of cloud cover. So you know, obviously, if if we'd have, if we'd have won the toss, I, I reckon we'd have probably fancied a ball in it too. Um, but you know, lost the toss, um, and. Yeah, I think their their decision to bowl was justified pretty quickly. I think first ball the over, I think uh, Icky uh, facing it got one that just popped off a length. I think flew over his head. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a bit interesting. We knew we were in for a in for a tricky one. Uh, lost Icky pretty early, um, which brought Alfie in. Obviously, Alfie sort of um, off the back of a of hundred the previous week. Um, so we were hoping for a. For Alfie to do the same, uh, it wasn't to be sort of thing. Um, he got a, he got a very decent ball actually. Uh, I think I said to him afterwards he had to be in a, he had to be in that good nick to even get an edge on it. Uh, I think most of us had uh, had been a few inches away from uh, from even touching it. Um, but that brought um, Tomish in uh, bizarrely. Tomish playing threes, you know, obviously wasn't uh, wasn't fit for the twos, um, but last minute selection sort of issue meant that we could uh, that we could sneak him in. Um, and he came in and, and sort of looked to be uh, to be well, struggling as much as the rest of us really. Um, uh, it was a bit of a, a bit of a sort of slow going thing for me and Tish. Um, very different to the last time we batted together, which um, was a couple of seasons ago in the twos, um, which is sort of quite memorable for my one of my sort of signature innings really. Um, just an incredible sort of like flamboyant uh, twelve, I think, off about you know hundred or hundred and fifty balls. Um, yeah, obviously that gets talked about quite a bit. What people miss out on that day is uh, is what incredible work Tish did, sort of anchoring me uh, in that innings. I think he was up the other end, just really digged in for like such a steady 179, I think it was. Um, so yeah, so it was nice to bat with Tish again. Um, we sort of ticked it along, you know, quite slowly, as you'd expect. Um, before uh, I went uh, to to Dave Ferris, um, who was now which skipper on the day. Um, Dave Ferris is quite a sort of well-known figure around the club. Had a few uh, a few runnings with Curly, um, playing second team for Nantwich, which uh, who hasn't isn't, isn't unique in that league. Now it was lovely to see him. He was obviously asking after Curly and making sure he's okay. Uh, he's asking where he lived, you know, where he where he walked alone at night, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so uh, so it was it was you know it's very steady going. Uh, Tish fell not long after, and we were sort of staring down the barrel of double figures really, sort of high double figures if we were lucky, uh, before uh, the, the the partnership of the game really, which was um, which was uh, Tony Moores, as expected, um, joined by, um, can't remember his name, can't, uh, the, the bowler guy, captain. Uh, fella. I think he was a skipper, mate. Yeah, no, yeah. Not, not important. Anyway, they batted very <laughs> well together. Um, you know, uh, Tony Moores obviously doing the, Doing the usual Tony Moore's cameo, um, Milo. Uh, I, I will say his name. Bizarrely, playing some. I think I think you call them cricket shots. Uh, playing some some stroke drives. Ridiculous. I was sat at, uh, in hospitality on the balcony, uh, enjoying my pizza, which you'll hear more about later on social media. Um, and it was an absolute joy to watch from a distance. I, I, I wouldn't want to know what it was like to watch from closer in. Well, annoying, you know. Obviously, good, good for the team, but you know, you you knew you were gonna, you knew you were gonna hear about it. Put it that way. 
there was a touch of swagger on the way back to the clubhouse to get his his pint of water before the change of innings. There was yeah a bit of fancy a bit of fancy footwork during the innings as well. I think for the spin. Yeah, I saw that. Like it's like more of a dance out there. Yeah, yeah. So it riveted. Does he think he is? I know. I know. <laughs> but anyway, all, all said and done, they they dragged us up really to to score 120, which I think early in the innings we were we were looking at that as a as a really decent target. I think we thought if we triple figures on there, uh, it was going to be really difficult. Um, so yeah, coming out to bowl afterwards. Um, and we've got sort of a, a bit of an embarrassment with Richie's really bowling wise in that in that team. So we were thinking we're going to be, you know, really sort of quick spells, just a couple of overs here and there. You know, so obviously Miles opened and bowled his full ten overs. Miles bowled, you know, really solid, really well. I oh, when you've got... batted like that, you can you can bowl for as long as you want, can't you? Very true, yeah. Very true. It'll be opening the batting next week, he'll be doing it all keeping as well. Um but yeah, him and him and uh, Banjo opened up. Didn't get a lot of luck between them. Uh, I think we fancied we fancied Banjo for a for a court behind, but it was probably a very very thin edge. You're probably not going to get them in the threes. Um, uh, Banjo came off um, and was replaced by Beatty, uh, Andy Beatty, one of our new signings who bowled a, an absolutely fierce fella. I don't know if you were, if you spotted any of that langers, but he looked uh, yeah, I did. He looked pretty intimidating. Yeah, there's a few. A few that not only were going past the uh, past the batsman sort of chin height, but I was taking above my head. Yeah, I did. I was I was quite impressed actually. His first ball, I thought. Well, I actually saw him strapping up his rib cage or his back or something, and and thought it was watched the first ball. I thought, yeah, it's a fairly decent ball, and then it just seemed to get quicker and quicker from there, from from side on anyway. Absolutely heavy ball. I think is uh, is the way you describe it. Yeah. Um, and then I mean I, I should probably pass over to you. I mean if you if you're watching a bit. Um, then you know the, the the inclusion of the senior spinners uh, initially the, the most senior spinner um, obviously was what was what was what yielded the rewards. Do you want to touch on that as well, Langer? Uh, well, it's just the same old story, really, isn't it? When you get to that stage in the innings, um, they think they've seen off the opening bowler, the first change, and then you bring on the the experience and 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 indeed you're right to mention my hero um, and people think I'm joking when I say that and I'm, I'm absolutely not it was great to see and obviously I think Timo finished for four for uh, Witters finished with a four for didn't he and it was it was agonising to watch for, for, from a batting point of view for the poor Nam- Namwich boys yeah a, a really a really sort of tough day for, for, for anyone batting I think um, we, we were really impressed with Namwich as, as a sort of outfit particularly uh, batting against them you know obviously the the sort of the, the division that we're in, it's a bit sort of mismatched, and you know, obviously it's been a bit thro- sort of thrown together over the last couple of seasons of everything that's happened. So, so you know, you, you do occasionally play sort of some sides that you think are a bit sort of just turn up for a laugh, but they they were really well drilled and sort of quite a similar sort of a similar level of seriousness to the way we sort of take it. Uh, and 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 Dave Ferris did did skipper them skipper them really well. Um, obviously within that four for you talking about. From Witters was um was was the the catch of the catch of the day, as uh, as Frenchy mentioned uh, Tish, uh, who claims to have injured a knee, um, throwing himself full length at, uh, at cover uh, to to grab a belting catch. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was that that was the big moment Some, of the day. And I think something that, a little bit fishy about that Tish. Well, yeah, he, he does have it, sort of Is there something going on there between Tish and Frenchie, perhaps? Maybe we'll talk more about that next week. I don't know. I think, I think you've got to look at the, the very close friendship between Tish and uh, and the third team captain and think that maybe there's some sort of uh, sandbagging, as, as Miles would say. Yeah. Well, 
we'll put it out there while everyone's listening. Uh, listen, uh, Mitch, before you, you go ahead and give us the player of the day, that is, I think, uh, 100% record for the threes um, on both Saturday. And we'll find out if they win again on Sunday in, in the T20 Cup. A few years ago, uh, I mean, sorry, last week I mentioned about the Moors rotation. Uh, a couple of seasons ago, we had the Fantasy League. I thought about this for some time. Maybe a Fantasy Moors League. You're only allowed to choose your top 11 Moorses, put them into your lineup. What do you reckon? No, there's nothing, nothing about that says fantasy to me. Me competing with other more, that's a, that's a nightmare league. So, okay, maybe that, we'll that, put that, that one on a sideshow. But but maybe a potential Mac has talent. Uh, Andy Bate up versus Miles Horner head to head. The voices. Who wins? You decide. I mean, I mean, Miles is notoriously sort of private about his uh, about his entertainment career. He won't he won't give us a glimpse at all. Maybe Andy would be a bit more forthcoming. It might bring him out of his shell. Listen, um, I'm probably going to supersede you and go with Timo every single game of the season, but can you give me your man of the day? Well, it, it couldn't be anyone else, really, could it? You know, uh, he, he, took, he took the big wickets that, that sort of turned it in our, ta- in our sort of favour. Uh, and, and he top scored as well, you know, in spite of how incredible uh, and, and stylish Miles' innings was, you know. The, the book doesn't lie sort of thing I can only say mate I wish I was his son thanks for that Mitch and thanks for joining us on Bank Holiday Monday I really appreciate it we're going to move over to Tom Carter who's joining us thanks for joining us TC uh, you've been enjoying your cricket this season yeah it's nice to be uh, finally out there and playing again after this strange sort of winter we've all had I agree with that and it's good to see four sides on a Saturday out competing and and getting some good results. Did we add to a good result this weekend in the T20 competition, something that we're not renowned for at third team level, but we've had a good start. Did we carry it on? We did indeed. We played Langley away in the last group game of the competition and we knew that anything but a loss would guarantee us through to the last 16, which is something that I think the third team hasn't done for quite a long time in these T20 competitions. Correct. Um, the Langley side had a few familiar faces with Tom Potts, who played a lot of junior cricket at Mac, and a fair bit in the fourth team, and Sivanka, who played a fair bit the past couple of years as well. Um, yeah, Witters won the toss and asked them to bat. I think, you know, we rocked up and there was a fair bit of rain about in the air and it was as freezing as ever up on the top of the hills there. Um, so I think the idea was to sort of hope to restrict them as much as possible, knock it off and have an early early home time. Did um, you manage to restrict them? We did. So Langley finished their innings on 110 for eight off their 20 overs with uh, a few early wickets, early doors for um, a large, strong banjo with some really, really nice away swing to pick up uh, three wickets for 17. And considering that seven of those 17 runs were wides, um, they couldn't really get him away at all, which was partly due to Ed and partly due to the 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 uh, the bounce on the pitch, really. Uh, yeah, sort of little resistance shown from Langley, really. Bit of late order hitting from their number seven. So they got themselves up to 110 for eight. But I think there was, you know, 23 wides or so. So we sort of helped them on the way past 100. Um, the highlight of that first innings probably being Henry Mitchell bowling four overs not uh, for eight, including one maiden, which in a T20 is uh, pretty impressive. That's as good as a as, wicket, really, isn't it? Yeah, and as I said, Ed got three wickets and two brilliant catches as well. So uh, we, were, I think, we're quite happy going into the, the second half. I think I think I've answered my own question. I'm, I'm looking here. I can see seven bowlers, and I can't see Carter amongst them. You you must have been holding the gloves, right? 
yeah, yeah. I held the gloves, but I didn't hold the ball very often. It was more <laughs> sort of uh, stand and punch it, really. Yeah. Blame, brought, blame yeah, it on the... Um, expect. Blame it on the Saturday night out, mate. That's probably what you should be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strong, yeah definitely. It, it was a strong three side that, um, you know, blend of experience and youth, but the, the youth are some good players. Young Finn Nash, uh, he didn't bat. Um, he scored 93 for school on Saturday versus Cheadle. And you know how much I like Cheadle. Um, did, what did you think to Finn's bowling? You obviously stood behind the stumps. Yeah, he followed that up yesterday with uh, four overs, one for 13, which was uh, really, really good bowling, sort of the middle to the end of the innings as well. So when they were looking to, to really push on. So he bowled some really nice in-swingers, uh, bowled a good line and the bounce on the pitch meant he was really, really tricky to get away. So yeah, yeah, he followed up his performance on Saturday with with uh, success with the ball. Excellent. Maybe one day he could be in Tom Carter's shoes. You never know. Follow maybe. the King's pathway. Maybe. Um, yeah, we possibly. can't get we, we can't get away without talking about the batting and innings, unfortunately, Tom. Go on, talk us through it because I'm, I'm sure you've got a bit to say about it. Yeah, well... Um, Myself and Young Yash opened the batting. Um, sort of, he started quite slowly, and I didn't really. Um, and he fell for for fourteen, off a really really sharp caught and bowled actually from from one of their young lads, who bowled some uh, leg spin that came down with snow on it at times. Um, yeah, then I was joined by by Young Brad Porter, and me and him finished the game, and we we knocked off the score in. 11 and a half overs, I think it was. So Brad finished with a lovely straight six into a field that had just been sprayed with uh, some, some some sort of animal muck. And you are. Um, so he finished on 16 not out and I finished on 55 and, you know, pretty comprehensive win, really. Yeah, you've got to be pleased with that. Um, TC, I'm, I'm keen to know, I've not actually seen you back for, for a little while now. Are you still a front foot bully or? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Not much back foot play going on, really. Yeah, um, I mean, don't don't change it if it works, mate. That's all I'll no, say. Exactly, exactly. If it ain't broken, yeah, break it. Um, I mean, don't, don't, yeah. So yeah, pretty comprehensive win all round. Pretty good batting innings from us, but you know, confidence into the next round, whilst knowing the things we need to improve on. So, pretty successful day. Yeah. That's great, Tom. Um, I don't suppose you know what, what what the crack is now with the last sixteen. Who you've got in the next round? No, we don't know. And I tried to have a look on play cricket, but I couldn't really find what the other groups were saying yet. Um, but That's I right. think it'll be come the end of May-ish, so a few weeks yet before we'll uh, before we'll play that quarterfinal. Tom, thanks for joining us today. I know you've obviously had to take a bit of time out of your day to join us on Bank Holiday Monday, so thanks very much for that. Have you got a man of the day? You're allowed to nominate yourself this one time and one time only. Um, well, I think from the first innings, I think Henry Mitchell was, you know, the uh, the real standout performer and I think yeah in the second half I wasn't really in a mood to, to hang about and it was absolutely freezing so I'd sort of nominate myself for the second half so but you know good all round performance from us all really So you can't split the difference between yourself and, and Mitch and, you, and you're going to give you, yourselves no, the, a no, joint let's, award well, let's, let's, let's give it to uh, to Mitch Ah that's I mean, my boy that's A maiden boy. in the T20s uh, pretty big achievement really yeah, fair play to him. He's bowling well this season and, and yourself. Um, obviously, all joking aside, well done, mate, on that nice 50 by the sounds of it. OK, thank you all for listening to the dulcet tones of me, Macclesfield celebrity Pete Langley. We look forward to the bite-sized review of next weekend's fixtures, weather depending. 
stay safe and see you more for next week. I'm off to speak to St. Michael's Church in Macclesfield to see if we can get our pitch blessed next week at the request of Matt Cunningham.